The Nine Most Terrifying episode is brought to you by Bunshole. At Bunshole, we know that protesting and rioting can be risky to your hair. Hell, we know that the coffee grinder at your job at the coffee shop has risks. So we designed our new polycarbon material man buns hair clip to secure your unwashed mane. So when you need to keep your man bun held high and safe, choose Bunshole. Act now and buy two Bunshole polycarbonate clips and get your third free. Hey, today is October 21st, and this is the nine most terrifying headlines of the week. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hey, this is Keith Michaels, and with me today are Bennett McCoy. How you doing, Bennett? Howdy. <laughs> Bennett's here with me. Uh, Russ is out for today. He's got some things going on, uh, some family affairs that he needs to handle. Russ is fine, though I there are sometimes I wonder how fine he is, but he's doing just <laughs> fine. But we would ask that you know you put some thoughts and prayers towards Russ and his family during this time, but uh, we hope to have him back here uh, next week. Yeah, I wish you were here, Russ, and uh, thoughts and prayers to your family, and hopefully we see you soon. And doing the show without you is like having a three-legged table and one of the legs is missing. And if you can't tell, Keith said, joining me today are Bennett McCoy, so we're already a shit show. Should have been is. (laughs) Is, are, it doesn't matter anymore. (laughs) Hey, so uh, how was your weekend? What'd you do? Oh, nothing much. Just actually quite kind of enjoyed it. You know, hung out with the wife and went over to uh, a friend's house. And the wife's got, she's into the hobby board gaming. Hobby kinda, board yeah. gaming. Tell me well, about well, that. Well, there's, you know, there's, there's all these new different types of board games now. And, and it's not your mom and pop's version of Monopoly. And, and uh, she's, she collects them and she likes to play them. And we have a small little group that we get together with now and we do that. So it's so kind of like the sixties thing when they had some little group of people come together with a little cocktail, a little bit, a couple board games, some no. Scrabble. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a bunch of games that are quite fun. And I, for the life of me, don't always get the rules, but uh, they're still fun, but I'm a moron though. Next time, make sure everybody dresses up like in 60 gear. Like they just like, they're all suave. Hey, baby. Yeah. (laughs) Got some board games. (laughs) Oh, shit. Um, Myself, I I am going to finish the uh, the shed this week. I am. Uh, I ordered the, the siding for the shed. It's coming in tomorrow. So honestly, the bad weather is going to happen about Sunday. So I've got all Saturday to get it done. I'm going to get it done. Uh, it's happening. It's going to happen. You you guys can't see my expression right now, but I'm just kind of staring at Keith going, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. Sure. Sure. Yeah. My wife will tell you it's like the never-ending projects at our house. I, I, I finish most of it, and then I don't get it done. It's I don't know what it is about me. It's probably this... I don't know. My mind's always racing. I see something else I want to work on, and I forget about this other thing. And yeah, well, when that's you get it, life. when you get it done, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to title an episode called 
the Keith, shed. Keith finishes his shed or celebration. Just call it the shed. The shed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, before we get started on some headlines, we want to. Uh, we will have a special on the nine most terrifying spooky stories on Halloween Day. So make sure you uh, tune in during that time. We're not exactly sure how that's going to work, but I expect some really cool, scary stories that um, all three of us are going to bring forth. And uh, yeah, we should have a good time. Uh, so it should be a hoot uh, as we discuss those. Now make sure you look for it. Um, we'll also try to have a episode on... Um, election night. I, I would like to stream it. We'll see it. If we can't stream it, we'll just uh, record it and then uh, uh, post it out there on YouTube as well as on all your favorite podcasts. Uh, speaking of podcasts, as always, make sure you give all of our previous episodes a listen on your favorite uh, app, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or even on our website, which should be live today, which is the nine most terrifying.com. I'm still working on it. It's getting better every day. We'll also have some of our merch on there. You can buy it through there. Um, but all of our episodes will be on there and we'll also be, uh, doing some blogs and some uh, writing. I know that all three of us has something to say always. And sometimes we can't always get it in a podcast within this time. And so, uh, all three of us are going to be uh, some writing some material on that, too. Oh, no, we, we can. No, we can't. <laughs> I will not allow it anymore. Hey, that, that is one thing I told the guys. We're, we're not doing these three-hour shows, two-hour shows anymore. It's way too long. Um, we need to try to keep it together. Um, pull back on the shots, and let's keep focused on these headlines, because this stuff is important. I'm just saying, it's important. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. All right. So, with all that being said, let's start talking about bad government. You know, I, before, I just want to say one thing. Like, this chair that you handed me, it's Russ's chair, right? No, I don't think so. I, maybe. Uh, that's I comfy. Know. It's got a little little cushion on it. Yeah. I might steal this from him in the future. Uh, I've been giving you the metal one. I know, the <laughs> one that makes me squirm. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, so... Once again, we're talking about this week about Biden's America because it's shit. Um, two years ago, we were in good shape. We just were. I don't care what anybody tells me. The The gas prices were great. Our, our economy was thriving. Uh, my uh, 401k and IRA, Roth IRAs were just, they were doing bangbusters. And right now, it's not. And so we're going to focus a good portion of the show talking about Biden's America and the economy. You know, it's funny you said that. I was reading today that when Biden, on his inauguration day, gas was $2.41 a gallon. Jesus. Right now, the average is three eighty-five. Well, thank God we don't live in California, which some places oh $5, $6. I see that diesel has went up. It's like five ninety-one the other day I saw. So sad. Yeah. I gosh, it's just not the the country I remember. And uh we'll just you know, this is Biden's America. This is the Democrats America. This is what they're doing to us. If you're first time listening to this and you are, you know, you're kinda in the moderate or you're in the uh the independent, sitting in the middle, not sure what to do, please give us a listen and just start thinking about how your life was two years ago to how it is today. But it's so amazing, Keith. Everything's so progressive. 
Yeah, I'll tell you, if that's progressive, we are in a shit show yeah. for a long term. Okay, so the first the first headline we have is Joe Biden says economy strong as hell during trip for ice cream. <laughs> this is in Breitbart. <laughs> President Joe Biden boasted the economy under his presidency was strong as hell during a camp, uh, Saturday campaign trip to Portland, Oregon. Shithole. Um, our economy is strong as hell. The internals of it, uh, Biden said to the reporters during a Baskin Robbins ice cream stop in Portland. The president signaled his optimism about the economy as he ate his ice cream cone, despite punishing inflation, higher gas prices and a recession. <laughs> All right. So here's my first thought. Uh, this guy can go to hell. Um, it's almost like uh, they can have their what was it? They can have their cake and eat it, too. It's the same idea. That's how this ice cream has become. They, they'll, they'll put an ice cream in front of his face. He'll eat it. They're trying to make him likable, but then he says things like this. It's totally ignorant, and uh, it's just cold. When we're all suffering today, um, many of us, just to try to make ends meet, pay our light and utility bills, try to put gas in our car, and try to feed our families. You know, my question is, was he was he talking about the economy or do you have like a big bout of brain freeze there? Because, you know, he's sitting there and I'm reading the article and I'm not concerned about the strength of the dollar. He was asked about the dollar. I'm concerned about the rest of the world. Does that make sense? No, it doesn't. Your job is commander in chief and the chief executive of the United States. You should be worried about this country because this country is the economic engine of the world. China's rising, but we're still the top dog as of right now. And yeah, you need to be concerned about this. Are you a hardworking progressive man from a blue state looking for a strong hair product to style your hair? Well, look no further than Gavin's Gel. Gavin's Gel? Yeah, Gavin's Gel provides you with smooth, thick, bulletproof hair, styling perfect for that private party night out during a COVID lockdown or that duel with Governor DeSantis. Gavin's Gel, when you want a product as strong as authoritarian as California's environmental regulations. Gavin's Gel. Buy Gavin's Gel at your locally looted Walgreens today. It's crazy to think that our American president is like this, that this administration is like this. Not even Obama was like this. He was much more savvy. He wouldn't say things like this. Certainly, he did say things that offended us, but he was always at least cognizant about some of the things that we were dealing with and Americans in general were dealing with. Not this man, not this administration, not the people that are are putting the words in his mouth. He is, obviously, he is not fit for his seat. He oh, is not. No, oh, no. And, and so, uh, you know, he's being led around by whoever the powers that be that have decided that we're pushing forward on all of these initiatives, and who cares what happens to the rest of us? They really don't care. It's, it's like this blinder. It's like those blinder on horses, right, mm-hmm. where they can't see from their side, and they're just going straight forward, and who cares of everything that's burning down in front of them? Well, and it's all, it's all deflection. He's he, he at the same stop. He said he talked about the inflation of the rest of the world. Right now, I read the other. I think it was the other week. The uh, UN uh, was talking about how 
the United States needs to not do another interest rate hike in order to deal with inflation. <laughs> I saw that. And when Biden says, oh, it's the rest of the world's problem, they aren't seeing it that way. They're going, hey, look, your Fed's doing printing out too much money. You're spending too much. You guys are the key cause of inflation right now. Well, and at the same time, right? So we're raising these interest rates, which you need to do, but we're not stopping the spending. So we're not really helping anything if we're raising the rates and still uh, uh, printing money that we don't have. Um, I'm hearing now that they're pushing for $50 billion more dollars to be given to Ukraine prior to the handoff to uh, the Republicans in in January, which, by the way, it's going to happen. They're going to win the Senate and the House. It's mm-hmm. going to happen. The Democrats know this. They are scared as hell. Not according to Nate Silver. Oh, I don't. Okay. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> but they're scared, so they're just going to spend more money to try to get all of their little special projects funded. But stop. Stop spending money. We're, we're heading in to, to Christmas time and holiday season. Just stop. Yeah. It, it's done. Yeah. You've lost. You yep. had two years to fix this. Well, and I'm going to go down a rabbit hole without Russ. Hope you're listening, Russ. Be proud of me. But there's $50 billion they want to give to Ukraine because they're worried about Republicans being against the war. If things get serious, I can tell you right now that you're not going to have an effective military. We've talked about this before full of a bunch of leftists and liberals. They're not going to be the ones that sign up to defend the country if we end up in a war situation. So all this BS about, well, we got to do it before the Republicans get it because they're anti-war. Those conservative kids, most of them, not all of them, there are a few patriots on the other side, are going to be the ones who end up having to bear the brunt of this because they actually love the country versus the Democrats who are constantly trying to destroy it. But as we've talked about previous episodes, uh, people aren't signing up. And and these a lot of conservative American patriots are just like, nope, not going to do it. Because where is our military going? They're going woke and they're going broke. And if they continue to go that way, they're not going to have uh, these people to help defend us and be there for us. And so they will have a lot of the more woke, broke people that want to talk about equity and gender fluidity and the CRT bullshit, and that will not help defend this country. Well, that's the situation right now. But if you have a shit-hits-the-fan scenario, all of that stuff's going to go out the window pretty quick, and it's going to be the patriots that actually love the country that are going to be the ones that step up. Let's hope so. So, hey, let's move on to the next uh Article, so it kind of plays off of that. Biden is saying that, hey, everything's dandy. You know, the 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 economy is strong as hell, strong as hell, <laughs> strong as hell. Uh, so the average American is losing thirty four thousand dollars and everything else on Biden's watch. This was in the New York Post. Tie it all together, and we calculate that since the start of this year, four hundred one k plans has suffered two point one trillion dollars in losses. The average 401k plan had over $135,000 at the start of this year. Today, those assets have shrunk on an average to about $101,000. So that's $34,000 on average that these 401ks have lost in an average American. Wow. And, 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 and maybe this doesn't really 
bother Biden as his son goes and gets millions of dollars from Russia or China or the Ukraine and all these groups. And he, he makes sure the big guy gets his 10%. Um, but for the rest of us that are just trying to make it, losing a quarter, you know, a fifth of your of your retirement within two years, that's devastating, especially some that were working towards retirement. Wow. I mean, or were close to it. I haven't even looked at my similar plan. Now I'm kind of thinking maybe I should maybe back my contributions off a little bit. That's insane. A fifth, a fifth is gone. I know all my Roth IRAs, a lot has lost. I mean, I think they're back almost down to what it was during the pandemic when we lost all that amount in March. I lost a lot, but I, I haven't been looking. And I told my brother, who's my financial advisor, and I was like, look, I, there's nothing we can do. I can't pull it out. I'll get fined. You know, you'll get uh, yeah. penalized for that and you'll get taxed on that. So I'm like, well, we just got to leave it in. That's just how it is. And they usually say you buy when it's low, but mm-hmm. how low is it going to go? And uh, this this has got to change. But, you know, Biden thinks the economy is strong as hell. Strong as hell. Yeah, he can kiss my it's, ass. It's strong as hell, everyone. <laughs> and let's move into the next article, too. When at the same time as our 401ks are going to shit, um, higher heating bills poised to hit U.S. households this winter in the Wall Street Journal. High fuel prices have been a big driver for inflation, pumping up the costs of summer travel and air conditioning. And federal energy forecasters say that staying warm this winter will be more expensive as well. I'm not surprised by this. Within the article, too, it says government energy specialists predict that it will cost $931 to warm the typical home that is heated with natural gas between this month, which would be obviously October and March. So an additional $931. Look, it may not mean much to, again, Biden and the big guy as he gets his 10%, but to the rest of us, that matters. It really yep. matters, yep. especially when inflation is going high and you know, you're know you having to pay double for eggs and milk and all of these products, and then now our energy prices are going up. Now, all that being said, I look, I'm not a whiner. This is just bullshit. But I also recognize, like the Ukraine, you know, I was hearing today that they, you know, I think a quarter or a third of their country is is without power. And, and these people are going to be freezing this winter, as well as the UK, as they're dealing with all of their inflation, their energy crisis. You know, and we've talked about this before, but we need to hammer it home again. And, and Keith said it properly at the beginning of the show. You may not be a conservative or more on the right side or even agree with us all the time, but if you're open to what we have to say and you're more of a moderate This is another wake-up call to you. People who are on fixed incomes, especially the elderly, this is going to really, really impact them this winter. And even people outside of that, if you're listening to my voice, it's going to impact you. And I hope you have the means to uh, compensate for it. But but this this is not how you run an energy policy for the country. We are the United States of America. We are the number one power in the world. We should not be having these types of energy concerns on our continent. 
No, that should not be a concern. And it's become a concern because of the narratives coming out of DC and the narratives that the left is constantly pushing about climate change and transforming the American grid. It's not feasible right now, and it may never be feasible. And they need to pull themselves out of this nosedive, and they're not doing it. And the only way we're going to get out of that is for you to go to the polls and get different people in office. You know, that, that's a start. Um, we've, we've got to have a change in Congress, and that's got to be turned around. You know, we'll, we'll have the Supreme Court, which, you know, some at times I don't agree with a lot of their opinions and their decisions, but I, I appreciate where we sit with them right now. I think they're reasonable. Yes. Um, but our Congress obviously is not. Um, we get that turned around, which we will be. It will be turned around completely. Um, we'll just, the White House will be in a corner. Um, you know, when you talk about energy and you talk about what we're facing, yes, this is all based on the leftist move to get us off of fossil fuels, which is strange to me because the things that they want to build all come from some type of uh, a fossil itself. Like when you think about all the elements that are going to, to, to help generate power for these batteries and all these other mechanisms outside of the regular fossil fuel. So it, it just seems like hypocritical at one point. Um, but I was listening to some guys in a bar talk about electric vehicles and you can tell some of them are wavering. Well, they're not that good, but uh, maybe they'll get there one day. And I'm thinking, I don't buy into this. I don't buy into it at all. Yeah, they're cool. They're cool lo- looking go-karts. They're very nice looking go-karts that can go a little bit further than your regular go-kart. They're fancy. They have a lot of this and that. They're quiet. Okay. But they're also very expensive. And the regular family of four cannot afford a $70,000 vehicle that can only go two or 300 miles on a charge. It makes no sense. And that can only last about 10 years. And then you have to replace the battery. This, none of this makes sense. And they're like, well, you know, one day, you know, they'll, they'll get it working better. You know, I'm like, when and who and how, in what way you can't wish it to be there. You have to have it to be there. You can't have government stepping in to decide what, who are the winners and the losers. You let the economy decide what that is. And that they're not letting that happen. They get way too much involved in this and they screw it all up just like they have these last, well, hell, I would say two years, but the last 20 to 30 years. Well, and I'm going to steal Russ's line and, and, you know, facts don't care about your feelings. And that's the narrative that they've done. And in the last two weeks, I, I saw an article from climate scientists who were saying that uh, while they think that the climate is a concern, that people need to calm down on some of the hysteria, which funny enough also goes with something about Barack Obama. He came out and said, hey, look, the people who are really woke, they need to start to tamp some of this down. Because I think even they're starting to realize that their narratives about all of this stuff have have ballooned so much that it's actually starting to uh, impact. Of course, it all comes down to the political party party line, the Democrats and their chances for that. And um, it just goes to show 
that they're not thinking with facts, logic, and science, and they're trying to create these realities that aren't going to work because it's just not there. Exactly right. All right, moving on. Uh, So a Saudi prince sends threat to the West after Biden warns of consequences for the kingdom. Uh, This is in Fox News. A Saudi prince related to Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman's uh, seemingly took an aim at President Biden on the uh, and the U.S. warning leaders not to threaten Saudi Arabia. Anybody that challenges the existence of this country and this kingdom, all of us, we are products of jihad and martyrdom. <laughs> uh, martyrdom, sorry, martyrdom, 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 martyrdom. Yeah, whatever. Saudi Prince uh, Saudi <laughs> Al Sahalan Salin. Uh, who is married to one of the granddaughters of the late King Abdulaziz, uh, Abdulaziz al-Sad. Thank you. Said in a video that was posted to Twitter Saturday, that's my message to anybody that thinks that they that it can threaten us. Well, look, I mean, Saudi Arabia, and we talked about this too, uh, I think last week, two weeks ago. Um, no, Saudi Arabia is not our friend. Um, but I, I don't think they're our enemy. But look, do you think that they would be threatening us if 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 Trump was in in the White House, if Bush was in the White House, I don't even think they'd be threatening us if Obama was in the White House. This is a threat. Trump had very good relations with them. Look, I look, I agree that Biden was out of line about his threats towards Saudi Arabia because he's not getting those lower gas prices. This has nothing to do about uh, you know helping out the American public and being good to us and, and moving forward. He doesn't care about that. He just wants his prices lowered at the same time. He wants to destroy our own energy uh, sector here in the States. So he'll take energy from Saudi Arabia and other places. So he doesn't care, but at the same time, Saudi Arabia can kiss my ass. Like, as far as I'm concerned, you don't threaten us. Like, but I, I don't see that that Biden will do anything. No, um, and I was talking about this this week. Um, I was last week. You can counter this stuff if you actually have a commodity, which you can present as a counterbalance to what the Saudis are doing as far as oil goes. And uh, having the Saudis angry at us, uh, they wouldn't be as quick to prone to anger if they knew they had competition out there and Biden's getting rid of that. The Bingo. danger with this too is is that um, because Biden has pushed the Saudis away, the Saudis are now discussing going into the BRIC alliance, which is Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, and it's it's um, an alternate alliance or alignment of of nations. It's not a military alliance yet um, that that has a counter economic vision contrary to the West that's been in existence since after world war two. And that's a big, that's a, that's a big thing. And, um, you know, with that comes the threat of Saudi Arabia saying, Hey, look, screw the United States and screw trading oil on the petrodollar. If they join the BRICS, they might say, look, we're going to start using some of that oil and we're going to open up to the yuan the Chinese one, excuse me. And when that happens, 
the value of the American dollar and the ability for the Fed to print and have liquidity from that dollar becomes a serious threat because people are no longer trading in dollars. It would be the end of the dollar as the world reserve currency. Yep. And that that could be a very serious situation, and Biden is not doing any good with that. And to put it into perspective, this didn't happen when Trump was in the White House. In fact, Saudi Arabia and Russia were having a price war, which did affect us, and it upset Trump. But Trump was also getting Saudi Arabia to recognize Israel. That was a huge thawing of Mideast relations. Trump brought him to that table. No one else could. So for Saudi Arabia to turn and do a 180 and say what they've done, what they're threatening right now, shows you just how inept this administration is. They're, they're, in, they're in terrible shape. And what's crazy is when you listen to... Uh, his handlers and the people that are supposed to be working under him. I mean, it's almost like they truly believe in what they're saying. So, so there's a bunch of idiots in this administration. It's not just Biden. Biden is definitely that puppet for it all. But man, these, these folks are, are crazy. They are radical leftists that do not care about facts. And like I said, they put, they're putting their blinders on, and they're just going forward, and they don't care what happens uh, on the way there. Well, think about 9-11. How many of the hijackers were from Saudi Arabia? Exactly. Bin Laden, I think he was from Saudi Arabia. Uh, you know, you push these people far enough, and you might have, uh, you might you might return to that, that post or, or that 9-11 world where all of a sudden you get them whipped into a frenzy, and now you have a nation state that supports terrorism against the United States covertly. And what would that do to our security situation? Especially with as much income and money that they have in power. Yes. So, you know, Biden has got to get his shit together or, or this administration. My hope is come election season. And and maybe I'm, I'm, I'm hoping way too much and putting too much hope onto this, but that, Biden will come more in the middle. That administration will see that we need to do this if they want to win uh, in 2024. I don't think they will. I think they'll just try to blame it all on Republicans so they can try to get back the House and Senate in 2024. All right, moving on. Uh, so, so we talked about Saudi Arabia. It moves right into Joe Biden is now announcing to release 10 to 15 million more barrels from the emergency oil reserves before midterm elections. Now, keep in mind, he keeps on draining these downs, and I believe that the oil reserve is now going to be lower than it was in its forty in the last 40 years. And these oil reserves are for emergency use only. This doesn't seem like an emergency. This seems like someone that's trying to save his his uh, political future and the Democrats political future. And they're using that to do it because he can't talk Saudi Arabia into producing more oil. Instead, they're going to reduce the amount of oil they're producing. And he's turned his back on American producers and fracking and frankly could care less. So he thinks, Oh, we'll just do the oil reserve. We'll just release that. Keep in mind too, back in uh, Trump's time, Trump wanted to refill the oil reserve at $24 a barrel. When, when, 
when Biden was asked, when are you going to fill, fill this back up? He said, well, when it's down to $70 a barrel. The Democrats stopped Trump from trying to get that oil reserve filled back up at $24 a barrel. Insanity. What's the price of a barrel of oil right now? It's 80, 85, I think I heard today. So he's waiting it he's so he's waiting for it to go down to seventy dollars per barrel at a time when production's being cut. Does he have any awareness of supply and demand? No. They they they, they think it just grows on trees, man. They have no idea. God. You know, and, and they're going around to all these different nations with their hat in hand saying, can we have your oil? Can we have your oil? Can we have your oil? And our producers over here are like, hey, hey, over here. Hey, 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 hey. There was a great, I think we've talked about this before. When I was a kid, we uh, we played the, it was called Lemonade Stand. And it was about that as a kid, you were trying to sell lemonade on the computer and and then it would like have all these uh, variables, you know, how hot it is, you know, is it a Saturday, a Sunday, a weekday, uh, the time of day. And then you would have to choose the price you were going to sell your lemonade. And you had to take all those variables and you see how well you did. And uh, I mean, it was simple economics. It was simple economics. They were teaching children. But for Biden, he can't even figure that out. His administration can't figure that out. They think if you just pump more money, take our oil reserves down to the lowest since 1984, uh, everything's going to be fine. Right? I mean, that's what they think. So I have, a, I have a challenge to you listeners out there. This administration needs help. All of the young people that they have walking around as interns in the White House that are informing policy decisions while the big players are out playing golf with, with uh, lobbyists, Here's what you folks need to do. You need to get on your TikTok and you need to talk about supply and demand and do fun videos so you can educate these idiots so that they learn how to change the policy because that's the only education they seem to have right now. (laughs) Is something on TikTok? Yes. I mean, like, it seems like to be the only people they hire are from TikTok or from MSNBC. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like the, the little secretary. interns and they're the ones writing the memos going, Oh, yeah. Jesus. All right. Well, Hey, moving on, we're going to go into politics and election during the, uh, Biden's America. Oh boy. This one is a heated one. Uh, Bennett and I, uh, completely somewhat have a little bit of disagreement about who is involved in this and who isn't. Look, we have no facts. All we have is is what we're seeing and what we're hearing on the news. But this has to do with Sweden opts out of a joint probe into Nord Stream leak, refuses to share findings, citing national security. This was in the Epic or Epoch Times. Sweden has opted out of the proposal to set up a formal joint investigation team with Denmark and Germany to investigate the recent leaks we all know those weren't leaks, of the Russian-owned pipelines Nord Stream 1 and 2. As you might remember, a few weeks ago, two, three, four weeks ago, uh, both those pipelines burst. Um, I think there's, there, I think they have four openings on those pipelines. I think that they've counted, um, and it was just spilling out natural gas. Uh, there's no way that you just have – those aren't leaks. Uh, those are sabotage, explosions. Um, people know it. 
there's facts behind that. But Sweden has done their own uh, investigation, and and uh, one uh, prosecutor, the Swedish prosecutor involved in the country's criminal investigation leaks in the Swedish economic zone, told Reuters that the country would not join a joint investigation team. Um, it, it sounds like to me they're a little worried about some of the things they're finding. And, I mean, it's Sweden. They don't want to get involved, right? I don't know. Um, doing so would mean that Sweden would have to share information from its own probe into the Nord Stream leaks uh, that it has withheld, saying the information is confidential. Now, there is an update on this. and Okay. And there were uh, photos that were leaked out of I'll- what Sweden saw. So let me ask you this. Why do you think Sweden is hesitant? I don't think they trust anyone. I don't think they trust America. I don't think they trust Germany. I don't think they trust Denmark. I don't think they trust Russia. I think they know more than what... I don't think they were involved in it, but I think they see things that, like, this doesn't look good. Well, let me take it from a different angle. Well, let me let me do two different things. It could be the reason they don't want to do it is, A, the possibility that NATO or the West or United States did it, and they don't want that out. So they're, they're hesitant to join any of these joint commissions because they've been told, hey, look, keep your mouth shut. That's possibility number one. Seems odd, but okay. Possibility number two could be Sweden right now is not part of the NATO alliance. Sweden and Finland. So if Sweden does have information that it was a Russian action, until that umbrella extends to Sweden, uh, they have the possibility of having Russia do things to them, either hacking or economically or whatever it may be, because they're not part of the NATO alliance and they don't have that Article 5 umbrella. And Article 5, by the way, for your listeners out there, is is the uh, notion in NATO that if, uh, if you're a NATO country and you get attacked – by a foreign power, then everyone comes to your collective defense. Now, interestingly, what I just said about Sweden being worried about that might possibly be the case because Jens Stoltenberg with NATO came out today and said, Finland and Sweden have applied to NATO. And even though they are not in the alliance yet, the fact that they are in the fast track process for that means that we would consider anything that's done to them also to be something that's done to NATO as a collective whole. They're warning the Russians off from that. So that would maybe um, answer why some of those leaks of the photos of where the bombings happen on those pipelines. Well, and it might make Sweden more prone to join, to join that joint commission if it really was the Russians. Now, Jennifer Griffin with Fox News, their foreign correspondent or intelligence She's the one that said that um, uh, Trump... Uh, made all these disparaging statements about uh, soldiers. Is I, that that same Jennifer? I, I don't. Think it is. I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't. I don't trust know. But, her. but she said that 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 there was there was the that security officials here, and it's a he said she said thing that those pipelines were blown up from the inside, which means that they used what's called a pig, and a pig is a is a device that you put along a, a gas pipeline and it, it can monitor where things are happening in a pipeline and it gets shot through the pipeline and there's a possibility that they might have put an explosive on the pig. Um, 
Long story short, no one really knows what's going on. It's a he said versus she said. And the Swedes are being, it's really weird that they're not joining a commission. But I think the reason they're not joining the commission, and this is where Keith and I disagree, I think the Russians did the pipeline. See, I don't think so. And I think I think NATO did it, and I think NATO did it for its own purposes uh, to put pressure on uh, and to put pressure on Germany. I don't believe that Germany knows what happened, and I think that they feel they know what happened. But I believe that NATO or NATO countries are involved, and they did not want Germany giving in to Russia. That's why they did it. See, that's why it happened. And I think Russia did it has a casus belli to declare or start to begin actions against the West infrastructure because they know they can't do it directly against um, NATO militarily. And they can say, hey, people in Russia are pissed. Hey, activate the hackers. And the hackers do things in the United States for our infrastructure and retaliation. I, I just, but that's I, just my theory. I mean, look. And we don't have yeah, Russ here. To, Keith and I got into a big fight about this. and We did. He punched me. His I did nose not is broken. You. My no. eye is healing. That didn't happen. <laughs> Russ had to pull us I off. I would have died if he would have punched me. So. Oh, no, no. no. <laughs> All right, yeah, so it's it's, it's shit. Um, All right, so moving on. Uh, Let's go into some social issues here in Biden's America. Um, Man, this one really pisses me off as as an American and as a parent of two little children uh, that aren't of age to go to school. But the CDC panel unanimously votes in favor of recommending coronavirus vaccine which is not a vaccine, I don't care what anybody tells me, to child immunization schedule Breitbart. So as you know, when you go to school, you have to get immunized uh, when you uh, want to go to school, into a public school, right? So there are certain things that you have to get. I can't remember all the shots. And and I'll just say this right now so everyone understands, I am not anti-vax. I'm not anti-vax at all. I've had vaccinations. Um, I've went through that process. I had to go to school. My kids have been, uh, vac, you know, ha- have received the vaccinations up to this point, but they are not going to get this over my dead body of an emergency, um, and and it's not even proven yet of it's not even a vaccination of a vax into their bodies at five years old so they can get into school. This is insanity. This makes no sense. All it tells me is that this is about making sure big pharma is getting paid and they have a regular flow of, of money coming into them because they'll know that everybody, if they got to go to school, they have to have this vaccine. And so they recognize that they spent a lot of money into this, even though they've made billions is still not enough for them. And so this, this panel from the CDC on Thursday unanimously voted in favor of including the coronavirus vaccine uh, on a child's routine immunization schedule, uh, stoking concerns among critics. It was a 15 to zero vote, man. Yep. On a vaccine that has usage allowed under an emergency use authorization, it is not FDA approved. Jen Psaki said it was. What was it, a year ago, year and a half ago? That was a lie. It is all under an emergency use authorization. 
And that allows these companies to sell and market these vaccines without any liability for adverse effects. This is insanity. They are talking about these vaccines and the increased risk of myocarditis for younger people that don't need them. Uh, a, a Dr. Paul Offit, who he's on the FDA advisory board. Uh, and I think he had a vote with the FDA, not the CDC, but a vote with the FDA. He was even coming out and saying, look, I think he voted against one of them. And he's, that was he's for the un, uh, under 12 or yes, something. He was saying, 12, he was yeah. saying, look, you know, he's had discussions with people on YouTube and different doctors and stuff saying, look, if you're looking at the bivalent vaccine, which is what this would be, these new vaccines that are away from the original vaccine. If you're a young, healthy individual, you do not need to take one of these because your risk is getting lower as of right now with the current strains. Now that could change. Who knows? But you don't need to do that. So why is the CDC doing this? And I left a comment on the CDC's website saying, do not do this because they had a comment period. And I wish that I had said, please do this. That way the Democrats will lose in November. (laughs) And if I'd have done that, somebody there at the CDC would have been like, oh my God, we can't do this because it's going to risk the election. This is insanity. It is not science. Now, I've heard it's a recommendation. But interestingly, the... Uh, do you, do you want me to read this? Uh, oh, let me read this. Oh, it, it should go be ahead. noted that the vaccine recommendations do not have any actual staying power, but many states and local jurisdictions have, in the past, enforced the CDC's recommendations as seen with universal masking throughout the Chinese coronavirus pandemic. So just like when they were making us mask, you know, people were bringing those in on the schools. It's no different than that, than, than, than schools and states were like, yep, we also agree. Yep, every kid has to have this so-called vaccine. Um, look, I, it's not a vaccine. There are a lot of questions about this. I'm, I didn't get it. I don't give a shit if people judge me for it. I'm not getting this. Look, they don't even have the flu vaccine on this for children which is a hell of a lot more of a bigger issue for children. And it's more proven technology. Yes. And it's more proven, but they don't have this on, on the schedule, but they have the COVID vaccine. Does that make sense to anyone? Is anyone listening? Is anyone like thinking in their mind, why would they have this? And, and the children, I think it's, what is it? 1500, maybe a thousand children, which sadly they passed away due to COVID. I question that number, but let's say they did. Over millions of people that died of COVID, we had a small percentage that were children, but we're going to force everyone to get this vaccine, which the efficacy is in question of the vaccine. Also, what's in question is whether or not this is hurting young people and young adults. Why would we want to do this? And it it sounds like this is all about money. And this is all about control, and it's about coming into our households and saying, 
We own your children. We own you. We own your children. Now we're going to tell you what to do. When your kids are at school, we're going to also teach them about CRT. We're also going to tell them there are gender fluid fluidity so they can just change your gender overnight. Oh, when they go to the library, guess what? We're going to have a drag show for them to attend because it's all great when they're sexualized. This is the left and them pushing their narrative, not just in us, but in our children, and they will not stop. And that's how I truly believe about this. And this vaccine is no different than that. They're pushing. They're getting into our lives. Oh, no, yeah. This this is the Patriot Act of Healthcare. It has been since it came out in 2020. And this is going to be another social control. You want to get your vaccine, Mr. Michaels, you better toe the line. Well, it's true, though. You know, you you bring that up. It's the Patriot Act of, you know, of of our era uh, or of this era. And it's true. Do you remember, like, during 9-11 and they were like, you know, it's the right thing to do. Make sure, you know, you follow and listen to the TSA and, you know, you're going to have to take off your shoes. You're going to have to go through the security. It's for your it's for the man's common good. It's for the safety and security of this country. And they did the same thing. Look, if you wear a mask, if you get your vaccine, if you do this, you do that, it's for our it's for our safety and security of this country. They did the same thing, exactly the same. Look, I was a sheep on 9-11. I admit it. I fell right into that, to that same thing. Like you will give into this. You will you will totally support all these wars and you will be happy because it's going to be uh, our security in line. And, and so now when I looked at all this, as I got older, I got a little smarter and I go, look, I have questions. Can I ask them? <laughs> you know, nine 11 and Keith said, I don't think that everything they unrolled out at the time was wrong. Because like anything or anyone, you make your best decisions based on the information you have at the time. Now, there are things that came out of 9-11 that I think were needed. There are things that came out of 9-11 that I think need to be expired because the situation is different. There are things that happened in the beginning of COVID, which I thought were needed until we knew more information. But now that we have more information, those things need to go by the wayside. We lack... One of the things that we increasingly lack is the ability to pivot and change our policies as new information and data becomes available. And interestingly, and luckily, Florida's uh, Surgeon General, uh, Joseph Ladapo, posted up. He said, regardless of what the CDC votes tomorrow... This is the other day on whether COVID-19 vacs are added to routine child immunizations. Nothing changes in Florida. Thanks to governor Ron DeSantis, COVID mandates are not allowed in Florida, not pushed into schools. And I continue to recommend against them for healthy kids. You listeners out there need to make sure that you call your governors and let them know that they need to assert their authority and their power and their secretaries of education and whatnot and say, thank you for the recommendation, CDC, 
but we have the power to say no. And if they have to get laws on the books the same way Florida did, that says these will not be allowed for child immunization schedules, you need to do that. Now, if we come out and two years from now or a year from now, we come out and we actually get a good vaccine that works and that data changes, let's have that discussion again. But right now, we're taking too much risk in doing this for something that only has an emergency use authorization. Well, and has very little reason to have it with children. Exactly. What is what? Is, what are what are they doing? Is it so? You know, they 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 keep on changing about this vaccine. We had it, so you know you're protected, and also you don't give it to other people. And then it was like, well, you don't have as much protection for other people. We have protection that you don't get it, and you won't get as sick. And then it became, well, you really can still give it to other people. You can also catch it. But if you do catch it, you won't get as sick. And then after a while, you haven't been hearing about any of it, but all have been recognized is that you get just as sick as anyone else. Look, I I don't – the thing that I – what frustrates me about all of this is that they have decided that this is the only variable – the only variable is between whether or not you've been vaccinated or va- vaccinated or whether you're not you're not. No no other variables whether or not you have some other prior health issues, whether other things are going on, what whatever it may be, they don't account for that. This is their only variable and that's all they accounted for. And so when those started turning against them, they got rid of those variables. We don't want to talk about them anymore, but at the same time, we're going to go ahead and make children take them. Though we can't prove to you that it's going to protect them and protect the children and the people around them. I mean, they're treating these children like fucking rats, and I'm sick of it. Like, I'm absolutely sick of it. Like, when I sent my wife this article, she was, oh, fuck no. I mean, look, she's a reasonable person. She's very reasonable, much more than me. And and she recognizes that we, like, this was not what we wanted to get into. She just was like, no, I mean, I'm just not ready for this. I mean, she was pregnant at the time and they wanted to try to force her to get this. And it was, was not going to happen. And as you saw studies lately from the Pfizer, I think it was Pfizer or Moderna. They were saying that they did studies and they kind of hid the results of the of pregnant women getting the vax. A lot of them lost their babies, if not all that, that received this vaccine. So I'm so glad that she didn't get it, but they were trying to push, oh, no, it's fine. Or ones that were um, giving, uh, that were breastfeeding with, with the vaccine. There are major complications with that. They, are, they have finally admitted to that there are issues. But you don't see the CDC saying, yeah, don't ever do this. Or No, they're now pushing our children to get this vaccine and... Eh, it it blows my mind. It's like there is no reasonable like thought in this. It's just pushing forward. And it, at the end of the day, for me, as I said earlier, it feels like it's about money for big pharma. And it's funny you said the kids are like rats. And we talked about this a few episodes ago that they came out and they said, well, we tested these vaccines on lab rats to test and see how they stacked up against these variables. Now they do that with the flu vaccines. They say, look, we're going to use lab rats to test the flu vaccines. 
because it's a, it's a technology that's proven and it's the quickest way for us to determine whether or not these, these vaccines have some sort of efficacy. However, those flu vaccines have not had nearly as many problems and reports as these COVID-19 vaccines have. So for them to automatically do that and say, well, we're going to test these the same way we test the flu vaccine when they're clearly different mechanisms as of the moment and use that as as the basis to roll out these new bivalent boosters is crazy. They're not apples to apples comparison right now. Maybe they will someday if they perfect the technology or if we even need them at that point. And like he said, we probably don't for kids that young. Okay. But this is irresponsible. Now we are a reasonable podcast. Keith, Russ, and I all have very strong opinions. I am going to urge you, the listener, to listen to what we say, consider it. If you are looking for an alternate opinion and you really want to get into the science, there is a doctor named Dr. Roger Saholt on YouTube with a series of videos. It's called MedCram. Watch his stuff. Please decide for yourself. And at the end of the day, if you decide to take the vaccine, I would just ask that you consult with your physician to see what he he or she thinks is best for you. I want to throw that out there because I want people to think and, and make their own decisions, but be educated about them and know where you can get those alternate sources. So that's important. Always talk to your physician. Um, uh, hopefully you can trust them and they are who that you've always known. And I'm sure they are. So that being said, you know, that's our, our CDC point. Um, let's move on a little bit here. Let's go on to some more, uh, lighter, uh, type of headlines. Uh, this one, <laughs> I don't know if you watch the video and we'll play it here for, for the folks, um, so they can listen on the podcast. But First Lady Jill Biden gets booed at the Eagles game uh, in reports. And that, that's what they said. That was funny about the headlines. First Lady Jill Biden gets booed at Eagles game reports. It wasn't reported. It's, it's fact. There is video of them getting booed, of her getting booed. I saw the video on Twitter. And I'm not doubting that she's going to get booed. I will say this, though, and I'm going to play devil's advocate. The volume of the boos on the video, though, that sounded a little too close from what you might get so, in a normal then, stadium. But then also where they were, they tried to push this video. They weren't getting booed because they're right by speakers of them singing the, the song. But they definitely got booed in the stands. Oh, one, yeah, I, I know mean, they got booed. No I just don't know to the degree of it. But either so way, the first it's lady Joe Biden was an honorary captain for the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday as a team looked to stay undefeated. Who cares? That's against the Dallas Cowboys, two shitty teams. I don't shitty towns. I don't care. Uh, like several Eagles players and Santa Claus before her, fans of the only unbeaten team left in the NFL, reportedly booed Biden. So, hey, here's the deal. She joined Santa Claus. She got booed like Santa Claus. Um, you know, I I think it's funny. 
I love, we'll play the video for you. You can get to listen to it. I have heard other videos too, where it doesn't sound as loud, but she is definitely getting booed. Um, we'll play okay, it for you okay. folks. And so you can hear it for yourself and, you know, you can make a determination and, and hey, whatever. I want to hear this too. You know, so who knows? I mean, th- these are all on Twitter. I'm going to believe what I want to believe. She was booed. I don't know how much, but I think it's hilarious. And I think it just shows that there are a lot of people, even in Philadelphia, as leftist and liberal as they are, and the finicky, crappy fans that they are, they also hate Jill Biden. <laughs> you know, that, that video sounded a lot better than the one that I heard. The one that I heard that I was telling you about, it sounded much closer and more like it was dubbed. That one actually sounds like a more natural reaction. We'll see. I don't know. I I tried to bring up one video, but like I said to you, it looked like it got deleted. Uh, uh, deleted, and so I'm like, I don't know. I, who knows? I think it's hilarious. But you know what? If you were out there, you and you booed. Shame on you. You should not have booed President Jill Biden. <laughs> Jill Biden. Dr. Jill Biden. Dr. Jill Biden. I mean, she should, she is so smart. Yeah. Yeah. We know she's the one guiding him around the stage. Did you see him today on another stage where he went, he got off and he turned around? This is with Fetterman, with John Fetterman. Yes. Which John Fetterman didn't even talk today. He introduced John Fetterman, but Fetterman didn't even talk. And I have to post on our Facebook page (sighs) and uh, Instagram, whatnot, the photo of Fetterman in a suit. Have you seen that one? No. Oh, my God. Do you remember the shrink head in Beetlejuice? Yes. That's it. He's got this big suit on and this small head. Wow. <laughs> it's hilarious. But so Biden came out to, oh, you know, into Pennsylvania, and he's all touting for Fetterman. Fetterman didn't even talk. But, yeah, you're right. Biden uh, stopped speaking. I think his his mic cut out on him several times. One time during that speech, he was basically saying Fetterman's wife is going to be the next uh, senator, not Fetterman. Wow. That, wow. That is, that is <laughs> crazy. So Fetterman's wife is going to be the senator. I think he let the cat out of the bag. Oh. That's the whole plan. Oh, that, yes. That's yes. the whole plan. They don't Shit. think he can make it through, which we all agree. The guy's got some issues uh, from the stroke. I've look, I, I have family member that went through a stroke at, in his forties. It was devastating. Uh, he's been able to turn around, but mentally there are some challenges for him. And, and I, I recognize that and God bless him. But Fetterman has a lot more issues here. He should not be running. So, so it's funny. So after that whole speech, you're right. He turns around and he looks like he's trying to shake someone's hand. Yep. And he doesn't know where to go. It's like, this is constantly, how does this man, how do they not have him prepared to where he needs to go? Why don't they have a handler up there every time? I know Jill can't be everywhere, but shouldn't he have always have a handler up there? Say, sir, this way, let's go this way. If I was, if I was a Democrat aide, 
what I would do is I'd have a guy standing off stage with a cone of ice cream. <laughs> and then that way he would just go directly to it every time. Economy's damn good. He's damn strong. Damn strong, that's right. Strong as hell. That's... Strong as hell. Damn it. <laughs> I missed it. All right, so hey, for the last article, I think this one is hilarious. Wait, wait hold on. We're at the last article We're at already? the last article. Holy I mean, shit. we yeah, I mean, we've been moving through We're this. We're only at 40 minutes. I got to extend this thing. No, no, this has 20. been over an hour. I'm doing it for Russ. No, you're not. So the last article, I think it's hilarious just being that, you know, we're getting almost after two years, uh, it's almost been two years during uh, the January 6th so-called insurrection. Uh, but remember when Parler got uh, completely shut down it and was destroyed? So cool. Parler was awesome. It was a cool little uh, social media uh, thing about over two years ago. I loved it. And a lot of people were talking. That thing was moving forward. And then this January 6th happened, and they pretty much shut them down everywhere. And I think Dan Bongino got out of it. Other groups got out of it. I think the founder got out of it. Uh, the thing kind of went to shit a little bit. I, I even took out my own. Uh, I deleted mine. I deleted my account because it wasn't, it was slow. I could, no one was on it. No one was doing anything on it. I'm like, this thing sucks. But it was an echo chamber. Let's be yeah, honest. Yeah. But it was funny during those two years ago. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And so apparently Kanye West, who now goes by ye. Ye? Is ye? it ye or yay? Or? Yay, ye. I don't know. I'm not into that thing. Who cares? Agrees to buy conservative social media platform Parler. <laughs> so imagine this. So now Truth Social is owned by Trump. Parler is to be owned by Kanye West. And then Twitter will be owned by Elon Musk. Uh, the The liberals are losing their mind and they will not have control of the message anymore. That's why this is important. Look, Kanye is an odd dude, um, and there are some things he says. Um, I'm, I'm not sure this whole movement sometimes and discussion against uh, Jews. I don't get it. I, I just never understand it, and I, I don't agree with him at all. And but he has this. He has a certain following that that agrees with him. Um, okay, whatever. But the left hates him. The right used to hate him. The right kind of doesn't like him. I don't know, but he wants to own and open up another uh, free communication network, and that's going to be Parler. I've never seen a guy like more prone to like shooting himself in the foot than Kanye West. There are times you go, I'm a cat. Hey, wow, that was a really damn good point, and I'm glad you made that. And then he comes back and he says what he said about, about Jewish people, and you're like, oh, God, come on, dude. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. I personally don't think that Parler is going to go take off once Kanye West takes a hold of it. I think if anything, that'll drive people away because the guy, the guy's wishy-washy. I mean, he's, he comes across to me as one of those guys who he's a performer. And to me, this is another performance. Well, I agree with that. Um, He's, I don't think he's as stable as he would like people to make him think that he is. Look, I'm sure he's a great guy. Um, look, he's made a lot of money. I mean, shoot, he is accomplished, period. That's it. Um, but he he seems a little bit off on yeah, some of his decisions. I think he is. 
and he gets into this stuff like his fight with his ex-wife and when she was with that boyfriend and stuff like that that was going on with the kids. And I mean, he's still getting in, in, in wars with her and it's all over social media. And you're right. Uh, he shoots himself in the foot. Like, look what <laughs> the first thing I ever, I didn't even know who Kanye West was. I, I had probably heard of his music. I had heard his songs, but when he got on a national TV with Michael Myers, with Mike Myers and said that George Bush hates black people <laughs> during <laughs> Katrina. Do you remember that? I remember that. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> I was like, this is bullshit. You know, I still don't think George Bush hates black people. I think just George Bush is an asshole, but <laughs> you know, he's an elitist Republican establishment jerk. Um, I guess I'm thankful that he was in charge, not Al Gore. But at this point, I don't know anymore. The lockbox. <laughs> you guys remember the lockbox? The lockbox. Say we take Social Security and put it into a lockbox. <laughs> but um, but it's... yeah, Kanye's, he's off his rocker. Um, but hey, I think it's just funny because the left, right now, they are losing their shit. If, if Elon Musk does get Twitter... Uh, so, yeah, so he's just showing me this article right now. Elon Musk, It says, Elon Musk reportedly to fire nearly 75% of Twitter employees to reduce the size of the workforce from 5,500 to 2,000 people. I think it's pretty obvious Twitter has too many employees. Well, he, he came out and said that if he did buy Twitter, he'd, he'd take the San Francisco office. Yeah, close it down and let homeless people use it for housing. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but he's right, though. I mean, Twitter is is a hellhole. They have too many people. They're all about their social justice bullshit, CRT stuff, uh, gender fluidity, fluidity, whatever, however you pronounce that. They're all into that, and it has nothing to do with social media. Well, it's the bot. I, and right now, out of those three social platforms, and you, and I guess you could throw Getter on there. I'm right now. I'm Team Musk. Yeah, me too. I mean, I love the guy. I think he's doing some good stuff. There are some things. I mean, he's an odd duck himself. But again, you have these odd ducks that have made millions, billions of dollars with their with their focus and their thing. And look, people bought into it. I mean, like, I'm never going to get a Tesla. Most likely, I'll never be able to afford a Tesla. Maybe I will. I don't know. But, I, but he's made it happen. He's a very smart man. That said, look, we can't we can't create an engine that is going to that is going to meet the EPA standards, a gas engine. Let's do electric. I mean, right? Makes all the sense to me. And the standards are there, they're quick standards, and and really, I mean, that that car has taken off. It has. You know, but you know, there are alternatives, Keith can't get a test like go get yourself a nice little kia a little kia the kias at all the kias and the hyundais that have all the engine fires from their gas engines <laughs> or that you can break into the uh the kia and the hyundais now yeah i see yeah yeah those are your alternatives or learn or ride a bus or ride a or bus. ride a bus or you know walk you know 
But you better get your vaccination so you can get on the bus, okay, and use your thumbprint to get on or you won't be able to. And they're not making people wear masks anymore on the buses no, or anything I don't like that, think right? so. No, or, or the planes. Well, Canada's ta- a province in Canada is now saying, hey, look, if, if we have a surge again this winter, we might have to bring back the mask mandates. <laughs> Fuck me So the wife and I are going to Mexico in December. I can't wait. I've never been out of the country with a passport. I've been out of the country, but as a kid and I didn't need a passport or I was out of the country and didn't need a passport at the time. Um, so this is my first time. I'm super excited. Um, yeah, I hope they don't make us wear a damn mask. I don't know. I, I'm not sure what I'll say if they make me wear one for, for God's sakes. This is the first time I've, I've heard you mention that you're actually going to Mexico. Please, for the love of the podcast, and the love of the listeners, when you go to Mexico, yes, buy a big sun hat and wear lots of sunscreen. Oh, dude, you I don't, are a day walker. I am a day walker. I the, 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 start the, calling you Casper. It's true. <laughs> the deal is, though, I don't actually go on the beach. And where we're going, you can't even go on the beach into the water. Um, I mean, it's beautiful. But I guess it's the riptide or whatever it's called. Um, this makes it dangerous for people to go on the beach. So people, you can't, you know, what part of to, Mexico. Um, God, I can't remember. My wife uh, is it? Is it in the Yucatan or, or or the east or west coast? I have no idea. Okay. I'm flying there. Wife's telling me. <laughs> whatever. Is it, is it all you can eat? Is it an all you? It is, is all, it all inclusive, man. All inclusive? I, those are fun, and nice. so. We're taking the uh, the older daughter or older daughter, uh, my stepdaughter, and we're just going to have a good old time and and have fun and um, yeah, just so we're looking forward to it. I does don't she know. does she listen to the podcast? I think she's heard it a couple times, but okay. I think that they probably shut it off after a while. They're like okay. these drunk bastards. I I so want to bastardize her name like I used to do as a substitute teacher, but I won't say it on the air. <laughs> but if you're listening, you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> Hey, with all that being said, this was the nine most terrifying headlines of the week. I'm not saying it. We don't have the time down for Russ. This is for, what What are we at? An hour? What are we at? Hour 15. Hour we're, Okay, that's acceptable. All right, let's do it again. I tried, Russ. That being said, thank you for joining us on the nine most terrifying headlines of the week make sure you give all of our previous episodes a listen on your favorite podcast system like apple spotify iheart but the best place to go obviously is on our new website the nine most terrifying it's awesome it looks great by the i'm way. working on it it's going to get better but the nine most terrifying.com and uh we hope you give it a listen so until next time, I promise, I pretty much promise, 99.9%, uh, Russ will be joining us next time. Until then, stay safe and... Wear your sunscreen. Yes. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one.
This episode of The Nine Most Terrifying is brought to you by Margaret Sanger's Pub and Grill. Did you have a hard day at Planned Parenthood? Tough decisions got you down? Well, come on down to Margaret Sanger's Pub and Grill and wash those blues away. Try our exclusive Margaret's Margarita or our appetizers and plant-based burgers. Spend over $100 on food items after your procedure and get a signed autograph photo of Nancy Pelosi. Margaret Sanger's Pub and Grill. We turn bad decisions into great times. 